Ashley. And this is Aaron. Fuck <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> we get this Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of A Perspective. Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. And thank you guys so much for joining us another week. We appreciate it as always. Welcome! Yay! And we are so excited to be bringing you a brand new show. Aaron, I noticed that you didn't take us to another country. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but before we get started, do we have any business to discuss? Uh, get your booty to the post. That's all I know. Get you, oh man, you know what? I'm gonna have to watch that again. Okay, but yes, the same business that we've had for the past few weeks. Get out and vote. It's a classic. And have a plan. That could <laughs> be used for every election. Okay. Get your booty to the poll. All right, let's go ahead and get things started with five questions. Five questions is an opportunity for you all to get to know us a little better. It's also an opportunity for us to get to know each other a little more. We ask five questions, and they range from funny to sad to thought-provoking, and we try to ask them in interesting and fun ways. So you ready? Ready! All right. All right. So this week, we're going to keep it a little light. I think one is maybe a a thinker, but maybe not. We'll see. Uh, Question one is an unpopular opinion. As we know, unpopular opinions, I will give the opinion, and you will agree or nah, and you'll say why. Okay. Unpopular opinion. Krispy Kreme is trash. Who would ever say that? <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh my God. Wow. Um, they're trash. That's, that, you and your opinion are trash. So, <laughs> that's my opinion. So, we know you don't agree. Now, I'm with you. I think no, that I don't agree. It is, to, to me, in terms of, like, chain donuts or, or you know, like, donuts in general, Krispy Kreme. It's good. I agree with you. If you never bought a donut right after the light was on or right when the light was on or heated one up Mm. and ate it. Mm. Mm. Speak on it. Mm. Speak on it. All right. Question two. We're going to go ahead and get it out the way. Another unpopular opinion. Oh, okay. Okay. This time, gumbo is overrated. Gumbo is overrated? Yes. And that's the unpopular opinion? Um, I would agree with that. It's cool, but I, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like I've had, I can maybe think of one time that I've had gumbo and I, that I thought it was great. And that was when my sister made it. But other than that, I'm not a big, like, it's not my go-to. Like I don't look for it on the menu. I don't care. I know you like it. I mean, I know you like it. Like you, you're probably the only person that I'm around, like that actually orders gumbo when we go out. Like, I don't think I've ever been with anyone that ordered gumbo. I don't even order gumbo. Like... (laughs) I don't know. So, yeah. Gumbo's I would agree with that. Oysters. Uh, I do okay. not agree with this. What I will say is that no two gumbos are made the same. Like, no, like you can't necessarily trust that if you've had one, like, if you've ate gumbo one time and you didn't like it, that the next time would be the same. Like, I think you have to 
you have to find some good gumbo. But once you do, you'll understand that it is. It does what it needs to do. So, nah. Nope. Okay. All right. Question three. <sighs> do you, do we want to get serious now, or should we kick it down the to the next? <laughs> Let me stop. You getting can get serious. serious. Right, no, it's not. Look, I mean, watch I build stuff up, and it's like wah wah. All right. <laughs> no, here we go. Question three. Uh-huh. What meal would you say represents your mood right now? Meal? Yes. What meal would you say represents your mood right now? Oh, all right. So, it's you know, it's, it's, it's October, so it's like fall, and it's kind of like cloudy and rainy outside. So, right now, the meal for me would be um, crab benedict with extra hollandaise. And <laughs> and a cup of coffee. Um, yeah, and some fried potatoes. Yeah, man. That sounds I good. That <laughs> yeah, man, man. It was really hard for me to decide between that and a lobster omelet because I love a good lobster omelet with some gouda. Man, come on, come on, come on. Oh my god! Now I don't know which one. You always got me sounding fat and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the crab Benedict because, yeah, I'm, I'm like either way it would be seafood. I love a seafood breakfast, seafood omelets and shit like that. I started yeah. laughing because at first the way you were describing <laughs> it, the the thing that popped in my head was, um, remember that that question from the movie, "What's your favorite date?" And she was like, "April something something," because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. And I was like, "Where's she going?" Oh, so, shit. Anyway. Oh. So you meant like breakfast, lunch, or dinner? <laughs> like, is that what you meant? <laughs> no, I just oh, meant... Oh. Anyway, oh. you did it. You answered it the way, but the way but you yeah, started out. Mm-hmm, yeah. You were like, oh, it's cloudy. It's gloomy. It's, it's October. And so I was like, Oh, what? well, listen. <laughs> Look, I didn't I forgot already that I even said that shit. I'm like, what? What? Okay, my bad. Okay. Uh, Ooh, okay. For me, I think a Caesar salad with spicy Caesar dressing. And then we move into a uh, Cajun lemon bu- lemon butter glaze salmon with broccoli and roasted potatoes. Then we'd end with oh, a Krispy Kreme donut, <laughs> fresh out the what? out the microwave, <laughs> fresh out the microwave. <laughs> really? After all of that other stuff, you going with a Krispy Kreme? I can't. Okay. And there you go. I don't know. <laughs> Those roasted potatoes sounded really good. I just want you to know, like, because then I start thinking about my fried potatoes again. So, yeah. Okay. I'm hungry. All right. Question four. Think about someone that's not your family that you know that loves you. Okay. Get that person in your brain. Like, you know okay. for a fact that they love you. Don't tell us who it is. But how would you describe their love i would say genuine patient and understanding and comforting yeah okay what would you say it felt like the missing piece to a puzzle that you didn't know was missing it felt like it felt like that's deep it felt like reassurance in a way that you didn't even know existed like I could build on this. Um, I don't know. It's so it's so interesting. That, like, how would you describe 
not how, what did you give, right? Like how do how what did they give you? Like how would you describe from them? And so I was just trying to I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting thing to think about. So I I don't know. I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. All right. Question five. Just because we already know we're going to be talking about girlfriends anyway. So this is a question about from girlfriends. Do you remember Donna? Donna. 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 Jill Scott. <laughs> Just oh okay yeah oh yeah her name was Don yeah okay, I think it okay. was Donna right I think so yeah okay do you believe that William and Donna could have worked out is a re- <laughs> and for and for those and for those that are not aware I will just say a broader question is is a relationship with economic differences I possible of- I think if the person I, I think. If we're basing it off of girlfriends, I think with the way that William was treating it, yes, you know, because he was trying to be more understanding. Um, But he had, you know, he had his valid questions. I think in real life, it depends on how the, it depends on how both parties are, you know, like the person with a, I guess, with more economic wealth um, just can't make the the person who comes from the, the poor part of the or side of town there we go um they can't make them feel less than because of that and in the same sense the um that person from the poor side of town shouldn't make the person with money feel bad for um you know having what they have or you know shouldn't they shouldn't be insecure when that person when the person that has more money tries to do nice things for them. Cause that, you know, it can be on both sides of the coin. You know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. either way it could be handled, like it can be handled poorly. I'm just throwing out some um, examples of how other sides can handle, but yeah, it just depends on how the people hand it, handle it, the maturity level, all of that good stuff. Um, but I think it can work. I don't think, you know, class should, or economic status should, you know, should, deter you from a relationship i i can also see how it could but i don't think it should but you know whatever at the end of the day you love who you love there we go so i agree with the basic question of can a relationship that has like with with people that have economic you know they're in different tax brackets right like is that possible yes i do i think in the case of william and donna there is something about how it was presented and not getting into it here, but there's something about the way in which it was presented that did make me think it is, it made me think about Joan when she was trying to plan Maya's wedding. And it's not that her intentions were bad. It's the, uh, it's that she felt like Maya wasn't happy even with her choices because like, almost like you negate somebody's ability to be happy with the choices that they have just because you're able to offer something more and what you think, more you think throwing more money at it i don't know if i'm saying that right but just just because you just because you're able to throw more money at a situation doesn't necessarily make it better and people and it felt like sometimes with william that he wasn't able to appreciate any of the spaces that she that she existed in because he felt like there was better opportunities out there i don't know if that makes sense so like i think it's possible but the way in which it was presented with william just threw me off anyway and that is five questions <laughs> And that's five questions. Guys, remember, if you ever want to comment on any of the five questions, give us your responses or give Aaron any ideas for five questions, 
plug. You can reach us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And now let's go ahead and move on to under my skin. And <laughs> yes. And I'll go ahead and just go. I have two things I got under my skin this week. The first is um, a pretty normal thing for me is traffic and in traffic. So I'm on my way to work the other morning, right on the lane. They're already doing construction on 66, which pisses me off because you have to do this like merge and people act like they can't merge for whatever reason, but that's nothing new up here in Northern Virginia. Anyway, I'm in my lane and I'm almost to my exit when I noticed this car that's in the lane next to me, but slightly ahead of me, like kind of starts coming over. And so I'm thinking, what is happening? And so she just keeps like kind of start coming over into my lane and then I blow the horn. And so then like I get next to her and I see what is she doing? Texting, 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 and not just a little bit of texting. No, she all the way texting. Her head is all the way down. Bitch, how are you all the way texting on 66? Like you are driving. What? Please be mindful. <laughs> of other people like oh my gosh drivers get on my nerves let me just say that i think people just get on my nerves in general these days i don't know (laughs) but that is just uh yeah so that's what got under my skin this week actually i was gonna do a second one but really it was just another driver um (laughs) 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 so i'm gonna just let it go i'm just you know i'm gonna stick with the one and really overall drivers in northern virginia drive me crazy Yes. No, in the DMV, not Northern Virginia, the DMV, because, yeah. All right. But yeah, what about you? I know I'm going to sound crazy saying this, but what got under my skin, I guess, are the writers or whoever made the decision that for season four of Girlfriends, Darnell was going to have a measly, you know, couple episodes out of 24 Less than a handful. It, what? And That's... <laughs> when I got to the end of it, I realized I hadn't seen him a lot. You know, haven't you know? Pops up with Lena. That's about it for Christmas. That's about it. I don't know. Hope it gets better yeah. now. I'm I'm into season five. I hope it. You know, where's Darnell? I need to see Darnell and Maya. That's okay. oh, it's, it's coming. Ain't that ain't that coming? Like, ugh, well, we'll talk about it in one, what we're watching. But yeah, all right. That's that's what got under my skin. I couldn't think of something, so I was like, <laughs> then I was but like, you wait didn't a minute. Get to see Darnell. I need to because I don't, you know, because Darnell Maya. That's what I'm really trying to get to. When you see Darnell, you get to see a different Maya scene. You get different Maya scenes in a way. I don't know. All right. Well, that's what got under our skin this week. Now let's go ahead and jump into. <gasps> What are we watching? Yes. yes. And of course, I'm excited because as y'all know, for the past couple of weeks, what we have been watching is Girlfriends. Actually, it's almost a month at this time because I think it's been on Netflix since September 10th. But we started a little late in watching it. But anyway, Girlfriends is what we're watching. Girlfriends is what we're discussing. Let's get it. Oh, have you been watching anything other than Girlfriends? Do we have a Big Brother update? Just a little one, but you know. Okay, you want to get that? You want to get that out the way first? All right, so on Big Brother, we'll just—I'll just do the, the the most exciting part was the triple live eviction. The first eviction of the night was Kevin and David. Kevin ended up going home. 
David ended up staying. The second up on eviction was Nicole and David. And this was because Memphis won. And so Memphis put up Nicole and David. Everyone, or at least Nicole, thought that she was going to have a unanimous vote to send David home. And she ended up having two votes to evict her. This sort of shocked people, but it was because Tyler and Christmas decided to vote for Nicole, and they thought that they had the third vote to send them home, to send her home by Enzo. But Enzo, at the last minute, flipped the script and decided to send David home. The third eviction for the night, Tyler became head of household, and Tyler decided that he was going to put up Nicole and Danny, with ultimately his target being Danny. So Tyler won the veto competition. And Tyler decided to keep the nominations the same. Danny went home. I'm just going to make that the highlight so that we can get a new girlfriend. Wait, I'm sorry. Is Tyler still there? Did you say it was Tyler Oh, still no. There? Tyler went home. Okay. Oh, it's been... Oh, okay. So anyway, so afterwards, Cody got... Cody became head of household and then they ended up putting up Tyler and Christmas because they knew that Tyler and Christmas voted out, you know, tried to vote out Nicole. They They ultimately even tried to throw each other under the bus. So they told them themselves too, but Cody put them up. And they know that Tyler is a beast, right? Like Tyler wins competitions and vetoes all the time. They decided, but, he to, got sent home. but they sent him home. So Tyler's yeah. gone. Sorry, Tyler. Yeah, I just you know I just remember that name because you and my grandma. So. <laughs> oh yes, ask her. Uh, no, nah, yeah, text me. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Oh yeah, friends. yes, I got yes. Never mind, I got questions now. Oh, Lord. All right. Okay. So let's talk girlfriends. I want to start with relationships. Are we good okay. with that? Yep. Okay. First relationship I want to talk about, Joan and Brock. Aaron, when I tell you my heart, <laughs> my heart was so sad for Joan because Why? I felt like, because I really felt like Brock was the one, like, I just felt like he was going to love her the way she needed to be loved. Now, granted, I do believe that Joan made the right decision in stepping away from that. I was really hype about her and Brock, except for the fact that, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. Joan got on my nerves. And I, what was it, episode eight, I think, seven, eight or whatever, when they were going to Vegas and she just couldn't, like, just fucking relax and let him do whatever he was doing. You upset because what you what you created in your head wasn't real. So now he got to take you. Exactly. Now he got to take you home. Like, oh my God. But how real is that? That a lot of times we create these scenarios in our head and when shit don't play out the way that we thought it should play out in our heads, now we got a whole attitude. Anyway, um, yes. So she drove me crazy with that. But I liked Brock. Like, there was something about Brock that I really liked. And when he said, please don't tell me you're giving up on us. Oh, my God. My heart went out for him. I was just like, oh, Brock, no. But um, I think Joe made the right decision there. He didn't want to have kids. But it raised the question for me. Is that really? Well, I get. Yes, I'm guessing it is a deal breaker for some. But is that not something that they could have worked around? You know, like maybe down the line, Brock would have changed his mind. Maybe down the line, Joan would have changed her mind. I'm not sure that if that particular thing is something that they could have worked around. We've talked about it on the podcast Mm -hmm. where, you know, making decisions based on expectations or assumptions. And when you, and I think assuming that someone may or hoping or wishing that someone or hopes and wishes, right? Like making decisions based on hopes and wishes. You're going to get with that person and you want them to be a better man. You want them to be a better woman. You see potential in them, right? We get, there you go. We've talked about getting with people based on potential. And to Mm. me, that is one of those things or it's, it's somewhat the same. And I, nah, you can't do that. Mm -mm. 
Okay. You can't do yeah, that. and like I mean, yeah, that's why I said like I'm pretty sure she made the right decision by not staying with him in hopes that things would change. But I think it was still just as like heartbreaking for me because I really thought that they were going to, um, you know, make that. I, I thought they would have been a good couple together. Um, one thing also I want to point out with the whole. Are you okay with Joan, wait? Are you okay with how they got together? I was just we would. Oh. About to, <laughs> I was just about to address that. I'm not necessarily against how they got together. I'm against how it was handled because one, I feel like, you know, when they, that first, their first interactions and whatnot. And when they realized they had feelings for each other. And when Joan realized she had feelings for him, I think she should have just broke up with Ellis. Like really she should have broke up with Ellis or should have let them stay broken up in season three, but she would have never met Brock. Well, no, she still would have met Brock. That's right. Cause she met Brock without Ellis. So, I feel like that should have ended in season three. But yeah, I'm just not okay with how it was handled. Like when they had that dinner at Joan's house and Joan and Brock were uh, in the corner kissing. Why are y'all in the fucking corner kissing? Like you really cannot compose yourself knowing that man is outside. Um, and I don't even get why they didn't tell each other, why they didn't just acknowledge that they had met prior earlier in the day. To me, too. you could have still, all that tomfoolery could have still unfolded Without yep. that one thing, like unnecessary yep. lies, mm-hmm. sneaky man. But um, I, what? Did, how did you think feel about how Ellis handled things? Like that next day when he came back to Jones and pretty much gave her. I guess he pretty much gave her his blessing, right? Like he was. He pretty much said, "Like, go ahead, you know, type of thing." How do I feel about it? I don't. Yeah. Feel no way about it. Like, is what? that reality? <laughs> Let's. <laughs> Because I, even though, yes, I'm sure that there are people that can handle breakups very maturely, I ain't seen it. <laughs> so, I mean, no, not that I haven't seen it, but the way in which Ellis handled it, and even, like, you know, making a joke of, you know, at least let me get out the door before you call them type thing, like, I just, you know. Well, yeah, I think that, that might, I mean, well, yes, that part was the comedy in this comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it had some good moments. <laughs> uh d- Okay, I was trying to remember actually how he left, but once you said that, it came back to me. I yes, I do believe that there are people. Yes, there are people that are understanding about someone's decision to end the relationship, in their relationship, and their decision to move forward. Yeah, I think people can do that. Yes, you know what? And I've been in some amicable uh, breakups too. I think. Yeah, it's like you got to think yeah. about it. Like, yeah, yeah okay. Because you know, I forget. You know, I forget people sometimes. So okay. there's a part of you. There's a part of you that goes. If I thought that MF was about to pick up the phone and call this person while I'm there, oh, I'm not. That, that's not a Kiki moment. I might. <laughs> oh no, that's not. That's not funny. I'm going off. <laughs> but when you off. think about it, it's like no, it, it's possible. Yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and while we're wait, anything else on Joan and Brock? Joan and Brock. No, I think that I think you covered it. They were. I don't. So you believe? Do you believe in soulmates? That's what I was, oh yeah, that's what I was going to ask you based on what you I'm were so saying. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up because I forgot. Aaron, the more I watched the scenes with Joan and Brock, the more it made me question, what the fuck is a soulmate to y'all people? Like, <laughs> I'm at this point where one, I don't necessarily know if I believe in soulmates in a romantic way, if that makes sense, because I have friends in my life that I consider to be 
soulmates. You know, I have friends in my life that I consider to be like people that I never mm-hmm. want to let go of, you know, type thing. Like I love them. We're not together romantically, but we share life with each other. Like there, there is a relationship there. And so, and I know, and to me, they're meant to be because they're my, they're my really close friends. Like I know, you know, we have so much in common. We, we share certain things that to me makes them a soulmate. So when I sit here and watch Joan talking about Brock was her soulmate, he's my soulmate. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I so you really think there's only one person that you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life? Like, I just don't. Mm-mm. Well, see, I don't know. And, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, and I mostly feel that way because in the past, I've thought that, you know, I'd had soulmates. And I guess <laughs> in getting older, you realize that maybe not one person is meant for you because one person can't be everything for you. Like, you know, know. Yeah, I mean, it says a soulmate is ideally suited to another person as a close friend or romantic partner, right? Like, it's the thing that connects you to someone and and based on this, ideally. So, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. It can be someone that is a close friend to you based on this. And and I don't know how I feel about... Yeah, I don't... I was just about to ask, do you believe in soulmates? I feel like we kind of had... No, we oh, talked you know, that's where I was going. Sorry. Look, I was trying to figure out my brain together when I was over here. Like, uh, anyway. Um, I thought we talked about on this show... Didn't we talk about soulmates or lust or something, mates? What, what, um, was, that a, was, that, was that on this podcast was or was that soulmate? in real life? Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it was on the podcast. We talked okay. about something. Um, soul ties. We talked there about soul go. ties. We talked about soul ties. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be the confusing thing or sometimes what people are mistaking soulmates for is is the soul ties thing. You know, when you don't have the language for it, you don't necessarily know how to identify. You go for the the nearest thing. So that could be it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I did write down. Oh, I did write down. Jokingly, sorry. I did write down. uh, Joan, Joan can't play off. Joan can't play off being in the same room with two people. She got feelings for it. Like that to me was so... See, that's what I was. Yeah. Yes. When to go back to earlier, corner, you can't engage in tomfoolery and not move accordingly. Like if you don't know how to, if that ain't you, don't even try to go down that way. Don't even try. Don't nope. even do it. Okay, that's it. Joan. Okay. <laughs> All right. So while we're still on Joan, I want let's go ahead and talk about William and Joan. By the end of season four, we see that William has because of Jill Scott. Living my life like it's okay. Because of Jill Scott, Will ha- William has realized that he has feelings for Joan and that, I guess, quote unquote, Joan is his soulmate. Anyway, um, so William has let Joan know how he feels about her. Every- I'm going to just start there. I didn't like the way that he went about it. Like, I thought it was cute at the same time, you know, with that whole kiss thing. But why couldn't he have just told her? Like, y'all are close enough. Y'all have been friends long enough and in each other's lives where you could have just sat down and talked to her. However, I do acknowledge that that could be a tough situation, right? And I, I mean, and whatever. Like, I, that that would be like if you came to me and told me you had feelings for me. Well, one, I mean, it's weird because I'm gay. And so I was just <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> and I'm married. It'd be ninth but, grade all over but, again. <laughs> Aaron and so with me turning you down because I'm gay because I like girls okay if y'all didn't know side note if y'all didn't know that's how Aaron and I met I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not but we met in ninth grade and he had a crush on me and I told him that I could not be his girlfriend you're actually admitting it 
You're actually That's admitting that you broke Aaron, up with me because... You, see, no, that now you're twisting shit. I never said I broke up with you. I said you told me... Oh, you me, broke up with me. I can't be with you Aaron, anymore. We were anymore not, means that Aaron, we were together. We were never together. Aaron, what are you oh watching? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Y'all, we've been having this argument for years, as you can tell. Anyway. But yes, that's what, so I, I appreciate that it could be a tough conversation, but I just would have preferred to see him like have a conversation uh, instead of just throwing that kiss at her and then Joan losing her damn mind. Cause she's, she's, Joan's a lot too. But anyway. William and Joan how, are similar in, in, in that awkward. one, they are easily influenced in the matters of the heart. Yeah. Like, <gasps> And so, Aaron, that's such a good yes. Okay. That's how I looked at Joan. I mean, that's how I looked at William's approach to Joan. Uh, right? They were both influenced by that that <laughs> what they thought was a psychic or a fortune teller, whatever that yes, man was that yes. was standing outside. And you yes. saw they ran with it, right? We just saw that Williams was in the direction of Joan, and yeah, Williams just so when it comes to marriage and love and settling down he is so gung-ho he just runs without even thinking and i think him having to deal with joan i still don't know how i feel about it i still don't know how i feel about that but yeah mm-hmm. i'm actually here for them being together so by the end of season four we see that william has told joan how he feels like we said he kissed her then he told her and then they're both in new york and so they have the conversation. Joan pretty much tells William that, you know, she just sees him as a friend. That's not what she wants. William said, okay, you know, like, we'll get back to where we were. That's fine. You know, he was okay with it. And then Joan comes to the realization that she does love William and wants to be with William. But at this point, it's a little too late because William has bumped into Monica again with her conniving ass. And I don't even and... know if she came to the realization or she was having a moment and she was acting on those feelings that she was having in the moment she was running with those things easily influenced when it comes to matters of the heart but i don't know you know what i i I feel like a reoccurring theme in season four is the whole soulmate destiny type talk because i was i was thinking when william when joan and william ran into each other in new york he said something to the fact of you know um it has to be destined or something like that, mm-hmm. just because, you know, they were both in New York at the same time. Mm-hmm. And also, do you remember the episode? So I forgot the Valentine's Day episode where uh, Joan and Davis see each other in the movie theater. With And and so when they're out eating later, Joan says, you know, the old me would have thought that this was destined or it was something like meant to be fate, for yes. us to bump into fate, yes. for us to bump into each other like that. That's the word I was looking for, fate. Um, and, you know, I was, I was boo-boo the fool for a second because when I saw him in the movie theater... That's what I thought. And then I had to think to myself, bitch, you don't even believe in fate no more. (laughs) (laughs) That's really like, I mean, but anyway, so it just, it just stuck out to me just now when I was talking about them bumping into each other in New York. But it's easy to believe in that. It's easy to get sucked into that. Oh yeah. If you don't believe it. And for those that believe it, right? Like you can almost say fate is the same thing as belief in faith and hope in God, right? Like he orders your steps in a way that you may not know what's going to happen next. But if you walk the path that you, that he's called you to, that he's lit, that he's put you on, then that encounter, I don't know, man. I don't know. Please order my steps. Yes. Um, fate and you know reward what? for obedience some... are somewhat, could, could somewhat be the same depending on how you look at it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Thinking out loud. I've had some shit in my life that happened that one could see as fate. Like some real, TV moment shit like are you gonna tell us 
No. Fuck oh, well, uh, <laughs> we don't get it. I'm actually. You know, that's a topic. Here. Side note, Mark, for this. What? Maybe so. Maybe when I hear this, I'll remember it. That's a topic, not the how what, we fate? how we misinterpret signs or how we interpret oh, signs based yeah. how we interpret mm-hmm. signs right to either fit our are we truly interpreting it in the right way or are we trying to interpret it in a way to fit what it is that we ultimately want Woo! and you don't know until you know right and when do you actually you, you know, know whatever you know. so anyway go ahead yeah. okay okay so william and joan my feelings i'm here for william and joan i like the thought of william and joan being together because they do match to me like they are so much alike they We've seen them over the years, especially in season four. I think they tried to highlight it more in season four to get where they were going with the storyline. But when you see all the similarities, it's just like all like William and Joan are all to me. And I think that if they can work things out, that would that could be that could be a forever love. Like that's yeah. I am still on the fence. Like I said, I don't know how I really oh, yes. feel about it yeah. to to play a light devil's advocate, I guess, just to talk out the other side of it. I think there's also something that people are wired that some people are wired to think when they see two people of the opposite sex who have that type of relationship versus if you would have seen if if you would have seen that same thing out of Joan and Tony you would not have started to like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have had those thoughts but it's one thing lesbian love is real too (laughs) like you know no, go ahead. I think to see Joan and Tone, to see Joan and William interact to have so many to have so many similarities, it's for some people natural or developed habit to think of them as being potential couples. So when that situation arose or arise, whatever, you you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah and you start listing all the things that really are just qualities to me of good friends. And I, maybe as I'm talking this out I'm mm. I'm getting somewhere. But to me those are also just good quality those are also just qualities of good friends and yeah, that doesn't, and you don't have to act on it. Just, you don't have to act on it just because a psychic outside told you that Donna was the one for you. And then Donna then says, I was the one for you so that I could tell you that Joan was the one for you. Like, think about how he even got to that place. And then he took himself down that hole. He, t- he took himself on a path to awkwardness. But to each its own, I'm not knocking that. Anyway, I'm just talking to a lot. That's how I feel about it. I'll find okay. it somewhere. We're we going to see how it plays out because, you know, we're in season five, but we're just we talking about season see. four right now. But yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm done with Joan. You done with Joan? Yep. Okay. Let's move on. Another relationship. Tony and Todd. My initial assessment of Tony and Todd for season four, you know, I thought it was funny, right? So I'm going to refer back to a reflection that I had a couple of weeks ago. When I said that I thanked Issa on for Insecure for showing us a good marriage. Um, when when thinking about Tiffany and uh, Derek, mm-hmm. you know, because they show they pretty much on Insecure show us the upside of marriage or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for season four of Tony and Todd because that's real marriage. Like that, I mean that those are some real things, and I'm not saying everybody goes through the things that they go through or has the. Uh, experiences but when I watch Tony and Todd sometimes looking at Tony is like looking at myself in a mirror and so it kind of hits home for me in a different way when I'm watching them and them going through their little arguments at times and then getting it back together you know really working on yourself the biggest thing that I pick up for their marriage is that is a prime example of two people being together and one of them have it like one of them really having growth issues to work on I guess if that makes sense like Tony we're seeing Tony grow up 
while she's with Todd and she's trying to navigate her growing up and becoming a better person while her life is already um, combined with someone else's. Does that make sense? Like what, like you get what I'm trying to say? Like she's, we're, we're seeing what happens when someone needs to work on themselves while they're already with someone. Like a lot of times, you know, people, Hmm, well, they get the opportunity to work on themselves while they're alone, but Tony is already married and, and needs to work on herself, which a lot of this work Tony should have definitely done before she got married, but she didn't. And we see from the jump of season four that they really, I don't know if Tony, it's, well, we, I guess we know that they didn't know each other as well as we thought they did because Todd is broke. You know, Todd has all this debt that Tony didn't know about, but those are things you discuss before marriage. Although like, Todd is know. not baroque, but he's in debt. Todd does not have the kind of liquid income that Tony was assuming he had. Right. And he's $200,000 in debt. So, and a lot from that damn wedding, y'all. Message. (laughs) Message. (laughs) Message. Listen. Anyway, so Todd and Tony, yeah. So one, I feel like they just didn't know each other or they didn't take the necessary time to know each other a little better before they jump down that. It goes back to sort of what we were talking about earlier. They they Mm -hmm. almost got married based on potential assumptions things that they were thinking without actually having had the conversation which goes back to another podcast that gosh i need to remember these so i could plug them in these moments where we talked about expectations and relationships and friendships and what do you talk about versus Mm. what do you assume and Mm -hmm. anyway go ahead sorry Mm -hmm. but yes one i agree with what you're saying two i think that tony and todd rushed things yeah i'm just gonna reiterate reiterate that they rush things and I think that is definitely causing them a lot of issues on top of Tony trying to find pretty much find herself or or become a better her in the midst of already having someone and that's tough too like so anyway I just really appreciate Tony and Todd's relationship like I appreciate being able to see that you know the thing, it just makes me because it makes me think man mm-hmm. the thing that I also wonder about Tony, as I'm listening to you describe sort of that that growth or evolution or whatever's happening to her while she's married with Todd, I also wonder if it's not so much that she's growing or she is growing or she is addressing or if not so much that she's growing more than it is she's having to address aspects of herself that she didn't consider prior to getting married. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is not a part of it. Yes, you should have done that beforehand. And then the, on the other side or the other, the thing is you didn't know, you didn't know that those were the things that were going to be, um, triggering in your relationship, triggering in your relationship, right. Or bring to light in your relationship, things that needed to be, uh, addressed or dealt with personally. And so now you're having Mm -hmm. to deal with it. And so now you're confronted with having to deal with it at the same time growing, but it's also like, now you're just being hit with, the checklist that no one ever gets when they get married, right? Because you don't know what it is that you really need to check off before you say, I do. Lessons but you know, Tony, Tony made a good point too when she said to Todd, you knew who I was before you married me. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she, she made a good point with Todd and all of his pushback. So then, okay. So I was going to jump into some more uh, detailed moments between Todd and Tony. First thing I want to talk about, um, Tony, Todd, and Mama. What would you have done? I just, I want, I want your take on it. So for those who haven't seen it, let me just, okay. So Tony's mom comes into town because her and Tony are going to therapy together. 
And while there, she, she's been eating Todd's food and smoking cigarettes in the house. Todd has a problem with her smoking cigarettes in the house. He said something to Tony. Tony did not address it. And then Todd and the mom were left home together and they pretty much butted heads about it. And it came to like, to the point where they told Tony, you're going to have to choose. It's either me, me or him. Like, or, you know, from her mama's point, from Todd's point, me or your mom, you know? And so Tony just runs out and runs over to Joan's house to talk to them about it instead of addressing the situation. At the end, however, we do see her, you know, check her mama and let her know she's choosing Todd. But I'm asking you, what what would you have done? You, you going to do what Tony did? I see why Tony might have felt like she was stuck between a rock and a hard place. On one hand, I go, you know, Todd made a, Todd said something that hit me when he said, Tony, this one thing, this one thing, I'm okay with her eating the food. I'm okay with her doing this, but smoking in the house, it irritates me. Like, this is my, like, this is our house. And he was like that one thing. He's like, I'm not asking for much, but this one thing. And to me, that, it, it struck me because I could see like that to me is a moment in a marriage where someone would, whether or not you want whether or not you agree with what he's asking, it just felt like that was the one of those moments where you compromise for the sake of your relationship, for the sake of, you know, your husband or your wife. But on the other side, I could see why Tony was really acting like it's not something that I agree with. She didn't really like that her mother was smoking. But for some people in some households, the relationship between parent and child has moments where you just deal with. Right. You just deal with that because that's just who they are. It's not that you agree with it. It's I can deal with it for this amount of time in order to. Well, I can just deal with it for this amount. of. You pick and choose your battles. There you go. And yeah. And so I could see why Tony was like, this is just a battle I decided a long time ago that I wasn't going to choose again. Not having realized that she that some of those battles are now going to impact her husband and so she has to address it so it's just another moment now where she's having being confronted with something that she had reconciled uh with within herself and now she has to consider somebody else i don't know what i would have done i don't know i could see both sides of it yeah. also like in real life my parents don't smoke so it wouldn't be the thing but i guess to not get so literal if i was in a situation where something was a trigger for my partner like i don't know i deal with it <laughs> i don't deal with it what, tell the partner to deal with it, or are you going to deal with it? Deal with it. I'm telling the partner, deal with it. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I, I actually like that scene because I feel like there have been times where I've been put in between that rock and hard place when it comes to my mom and Robin. And I think the, I think it's the more that I realize that I have to consider my partner's feelings is when I have to make those tough decisions. Like, um, you know, I, I I know who I married. There we go. I know who I married and I know who my mama is. <laughs> and so I don't, for the sake of peace in my home, there are certain situations that I don't want to put Robin in, you know, or have to put her through. Right. So I've actually had conversations with my mom like, okay, well, when you come here, you know, you come in to stay with us, don't be, don't be in Robin's stuff. Don't fold Robin's clothes. You know, she just like... Don't fold her clothes. Like it could be simple, something as simple as that. Because if Robin feels uncomfortable, you know she's not gonna say something to my mama. She's gonna say something to me. You know, and then I have to address that. Right. So I mean, you 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 take those. One, yes, you definitely pick and choose your battles. But you, ha- I I think I would have been Tony at the end and saying, Mom, like, listen, you you gotta stop smoking in the house. You can't, you know, whatever. 
and I'm choosing my spouse because at the end of like, yes, my mom is always going to be there for me. And I know I'm always going to be there for her, but Robin is who I choose to spend my life with. You know what I mean? Like she's who I choose to to live under this roof with. So for the sake of peace and and happiness in my home, there are times that I'm just going to have to side with Robin on it. Right. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Robin's a part of your everyday, the child, you, the child, the you that your mother knows as a child may not necessarily be the you of today. That I am. Right, exactly. So sometimes you have to reintroduce your parents. Like, let me, allow me to reintroduce myself. Uh, and, yeah. and now that's not just me. It's my wife. It's my husband. It's, you know, it's whatever. And what I'm also, and, and just to also talk, I, I'm not okay with either. I just wanted to address this. The way Tony's mom disrespected Todd, that is not okay. Like, mom, <laughs> if I tell you something... Like, I know Todd is broke, but you don't throw that in his face. Like, you do not demean this man even more. Like, that's not okay. I'm Jennifer not okay Lewis. <laughs> Jennifer, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Jennifer Lewis. She is amazing. But I'm not. Do you think okay Todd was disrespectful? disrespectful? Yeah. And don't talk to my mama like that. <laughs> like, I mean, I understand Todd was taken up for himself, but that's why in I was his own house. not even be, in his own house. Yes. And I did not like that. She said, this was my daughter's house. Like, no, we are one now. So this is both of our homes. So I just don't like the disrespect between both of them. Like, I don't, I don't ever want it to be in a situation. And that's, right. thank God has never happened between Robin and my mama. They love each other, but I don't ever I don't want to be in the middle of that, and I don't ever want to witness that because if you disrespect my mama, I'm gonna have to go. Like yeah. now, it, it, even depending on what Nancy, because I know Nancy, and Nancy could say some crazy stuff out her <laughs> mouth. But you control yourself because at the end of the day, this is my mama, and you wouldn't want me to talk to your mama like that. Now, now, if Nancy gets really reckless, or in this case, Jennifer Lewis, she got reckless. She got reckless. So I so understand Todd's. Um, reaction to her recklessness like i get that but i would just prefer it to not get to that level not to dig into it but the same consideration that you're asking robin to give as it relates to at what point she at at what point you'd understand her going off versus nah that was inappropriate it's all inappropriate but i understand it like that's the same to me consideration Tony was asking Todd to give when it came to smoking at first. As you, the more we're talking about it, I'm, I'm, I ultimately am okay with how Tony dealt with it at first because I think for her, it was something that she wasn't aware was that serious to Todd. She felt like it was one of those things where, okay, if I can deal with it, can you deal with it too? Just let it go. Mm-hmm. And then Todd mm-hmm. had to express to her that it wasn't like, and he had to pretty much like, you know, just this one thing. And she came around to it. She, she, she was able to see what he was saying and you know agreed to address it you know all the tomfoolery that happened afterwards is a whole other story but to me how she addressed it at first like i kind of i kind of see i kind of see that because even in listening to you i'm thinking how how is robin to know what you feel is appropriate for an interaction with your mother in terms of respectful or not in the same way how is todd supposed to know I mean, but you know when you disrespecting somebody, you know what you know how to treat your elders, and you know your well. Your no, you know how you treat your elders, right? Like, just that example. There are some people who have who deal with their aunts and uncles by yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, aunt this, uncle this. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that is a. And then there are some people who don't who never say that. They just say they call their aunts and uncles by their first name. They're yeah, aunt's family, Mm-mm. and so. You would get, you could get with someone who you would think that they would understand that. 
See, that's why you need to see. That's why that's another reason that I said they they moved into this shit too quick without knowing each other. Because to me, yeah. that's something that you. Oh well, yes. From Overall, we know they dating. did. Like when you meet, yeah. Anyway, okay. yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, I do have another Tony and Todd. I'm sorry, I forgot about this. Uh, episode four. No, sorry, season four, episode ten, where Tony sees Greg again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'll make it quick. <laughs> I thought Tony was wrong for going against Todd's wishes. I did not agree with Greg being overboard with, I found my soulmate. There's no drama. I know what it's like to love, blah, blah, blah. Nigga, then why are you sitting here with Tony? And three, I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was a triggering slash teachable moment when Tony sat down and she cried to, uh, to Todd and said, I know Greg was never my soulmate because he's hurt me too much. And, and all you do is love me or whatever she said to Todd. I, I said it earlier. I'm just going to say it again. I feel like when I see Tony, sometimes I'm looking at myself in the mirror. What do you think? <laughs> As if I don't already know. Come on. You ended like that. I was like with that. you up until. <laughs> you ended like that. And it just, nothing that I'm saying is about Ashley. Let me say that because you ended like you see yourself and then everything I'm going to say sounds like, well, I'm talking about you. <laughs> No, (laughs) I'm just saying that for the listeners. Okay, I, well, to go off of what you said, I do not have a problem with how Todd reacted to Tony. Mm -hmm. I think that, and I agree with you that Todd was, I don't know about going against Todd's wishes, that that wording just slightly bothers me, but I do think that Todd gave her many opportunities and many, like, thoughtful reasons for why she did not uh, for why she should not go see him. So I'm there. I, you know, that all I'm going to say, I, I really think it's a whole mini-sode, but I do think that that yeah. episode was really good. What I'll say now is that episode was really, really good. I am not, like, I think Tony was wrong on so many levels. So many. So many. I also, like, the way you saw her, the way you look at, the way you interpret that moment um, with her with Todd and her saying, I could have never been in love with whatever that I could never been about, whatever that whole statement was. I don't see it that way. <sighs> I don't that know if it... No, she said that he could have never been my soulmate. No, she never said that she wasn't in love. She said, I know he could never be my soul. He could have never been my soulmate. Like, again, again, the soulmate shit, but go ahead. Yeah, I don't know if I... Okay, so, uh, see, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it, it I know she was in love with him. It softens some of what it it slightly changes what I was thinking. I a part of me feels bad for Todd in that moment, and I mm, think I mm-hmm. feel bad for Todd because to me a part of why Tony is with Todd is because of what happened with Greg, and to me a part of why she ran back to Greg Todd in that moment was she needed a pick me up from all the tomfoolery that she you know from all the tomfoolery that she engaged in with mm-hmm. uh greg, greg and he boomed her ass <laughs> and he boomed mm-hmm. her and he boomed her he so boomed her. i don't know he like said, you know what we i definitely i know if we talk about it on the minisode i definitely want to get further into it but i to agree with what you're saying it's sad that she had to hurt todd and get hurt herself just to realize that she should have just stuck with Todd from the beginning. You know, I mean if that may, yeah, yeah yeah and see then that makes me question almost like i thought about with lynn but did she realize it or was she forced into the decision in which, or was she forced into that thought? Right. Sometimes I don't even, that's how we have to grow. Yeah. But it also, it, yes, yes. 
and so maybe I won't say because I was gonna say, but it's sometimes the the details matter, and so how it is that you got to where you got to matters. I guess I'll also then add what you do with that information once you know it. It's just as important moving forward because it's one thing to recognize it and still continue to be who you are, which we kind of saw with Tony at the end of season four, even even in her moment of trying to do whatever to beg to get Todd to come back home. She's still like, you better get on this plane. You better do this. She still tried to revert back to a lifestyle that Todd had already told her was not going to work. Was not for him. Yeah. Which is a whole other conversation we already said. Todd knew what he was getting into, but at this, but, but once you're in it and like, but once you're in it, how much of it is on you? How much of it is on them? I look at Todd as like, I look, Oh, oh, I, I didn't say this. Look, I'm talking about versus what I said in real life versus not. Anyway, when the roles switch in relationships and one person ends up and the one person who liked and the one person who was in love the most, right, or who loved whoever the most mm-hmm. is no longer that person. I think I don't know if I don't know how many relationships survived that switch mm. because Todd was willing to jump through hoops and hurdles for Tony. Yeah. And that role switched quickly in some ways, just as quick as they got mm-hmm. married. And right. and how does a relationship survive that when you only got with them, like you two got together based on what was in front of you, and that no longer is the case. That almost means Tony has to be a completely different person. Like when I mean, we were only in season four, we don't. I mean, we know and we don't know how this is going to unfold. We haven't talked about it yet. But how do you like? How does Tony survive that without completely changing? And Tony doesn't look like she's about to change, no matter what. At the end of the day, from who she truly is, from who she truly is. What makes you you? How do you, you can evolve? It, it, like, right, that's all. You can evolve, but how do you? The things that make Tony Tony, right? That she's changed from season one to season four, but the things that make Tony Tony are problematic for Todd. How much of that is does she? How much of that is she really going to be able to give up and still be Tony and still be, you know, Tony? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That is something we're going to explore in our mini so. <laughs> um, I think a lot more can be said to Tony and and changing and her growth and if she's still going to be Tony at the end of the day her core self or mm-hmm. you know grow up you know but I am I'm I'm going to end our girlfriend's talk with this um well my portion of girlfriend's talk with this because you keep saying um like you know was did, did Lynn change or was she forced to change and then you just said the same thing about Tony um and I'm going to quote a, a line from one of our favorite rappers. Sometimes <laughs> life forces us to calm down. Mm. You remember Drake said, I told her she could live with me if she need to. I got a compound, but I think she's straight. Okay, I'm going to cut that. But still, you know, Drake <laughs> said, sometimes life forces us to calm down. And I'm sure many other people have said that. But you know, when Drake said it, it really hit. And that that's what I'm seeing here. Life is forcing them to make those changes. Life forces us to change. Like there are situations that come up. And we're forced to change. Like, we're forced to accept what is. Not what we want, but what is. Because what else can you do about it? You're right. You can't, I mean, some things you can't control. I don't disagree with that statement at all. I think that there's, that how much control or say we have. I've said this before, like, I've said this numerous times. We are, we are, we are so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. We have so much more control over, over our lives than we actually realize. And so a part of life. I think, right? To me, I'm not disagreeing with that statement. It's just how much of it, how much of the uncontrollable can we actually control? There you go. I don't know. I don't know where the Tony evolution falls within that. Never gave it some thought until just now. Well, we going to see. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up Girlfriends Talk for now. Man, we didn't talk Please. about Donna and Will. We didn't talk about Lynn being the property manager. We didn't talk about Lynn and Maya and the and the Lynn, Maya, and the, 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 the thruple thing. We didn't talk about... I'm just Lynn I'm just throwing them out here. Uh, oh, okay. uh, whoever, um, Pookie, Pookie. Oh my uh, gosh! Stop calling that nigga Pookie. His name is Jalen in this show. <laughs> we didn't talk about mom, uh, Maya's mama's greens. Oh, we, yo, okay. Oh, I already talked about it. But where is Darnell? Darnell and um, the Christmas episode. Oh, that was your under the skin. Yes. Listen. And was Maya right for going off about that game and how like that whole. When children well, are involved. And uh sorry. And all the all these cameos that are within the like I, I call them cameos because now they are more established actors or they're more established in their profession. So we know them differently. But back then I guess I don't know if they were new up and coming. This was for you know, all those people are from Amarosa to Lonnie Love to Ryan Michelle to Harriet Winslow. We didn't talk about Harry- okay, sorry. Lynn's dad, who is um what's the face from Sanford and Son? Lamont. His yes. Lamont. Oh, there you go. Look now. <laughs> Al Sharpton? What? Guys, <laughs> and that's why y'all need to join us next week for our mini so because we're going to address all of that. We're going to have a chance and to talk more. about the rest of season four <laughs> and more because we'll see where we are at by then. For now, that's going to wrap up what we're watching this week. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back with this week's perspectives. <laughs> Okay, guys, we're back, and it is time for this week's perspectives. And Aaron, I believe it's your turn to go first. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so this week I want to talk about assumptions and friendships. The question that I have is, when are assumptions and friendships helpful, and when do they create tension? Do you address it, and what would you say are things you should do when a friend assumes something when they should have asked? And how do you feel when your friends ask you about things that you feel like they should have already known or when they ask you about things that create tension? And examples I give, the examples I could give. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Because that was going to be my first question. Go ahead. An example I could give is if I'm on social media and I happen to see something about an ex of yours who I know you had a serious relationship with, right? Whether I tell you or not, I'm making the assumption that you either want to know or that you don't want to know, that it's important or that it's not. Sometimes, as probably in real life, if I've told you, it was problematic, right? Like, I, you did not want to know. Why did I tell you? Then there are times where I probably made an assumption that something has happened, and somehow now we're going the exact opposite of the other moment where you didn't want to know. That, to me, could be an example of me assuming versus not assuming, right? Me not respecting boundaries, The other example I could give is, I guess on the other end would be if we go out to eat, there's a level of assumptions that we, that you have about what your friends would potentially want to eat, where they would want to eat, where they wouldn't, what it is that they have a taste for or what it is that they don't. I'm trying to give lighter and more, I'm trying to give examples that are on opposite ends, something that's more light and something that's more heavy. Okay. But the, the gist of it is how do we feel about our friends making assumptions it's so reiterate the question for me <laughs> to bring it all together. <laughs> when do assumptions and friendships when when are assumptions and friendships helpful and when do they create tension? 
Okay. Another example is like you've known some. We've known each other for almost two decades, right? Two decades. We've known each other for mm-hmm. two decades. I could make an if I choose to interact with you for any given moment for any particular reason based on something from ten years ago, and that's not where you are today. That potentially could create tension. That's hurtful. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there are things from ten years ago that are still applicable today. And if I ask you about it, it potentially could be like, nigga, don't you already know? Like, Mm. it's the the answer hasn't changed in the 20 years that I've known you. Like, it almost, it's not necessarily creating tension, but it's like, you didn't already know that. So I'm I'm more so speaking to the side of when we assume things within our friendships that create tension. And yeah, and when those assumptions are helpful. Um, okay. It's not meant to be like in depth. Like, it's, 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 I don't know, whatever. I mean, I guess I can say, like, it's, it's definitely hurtful when, you, when you're when you basing your assumptions off of who I used to be. And especially if you're my friend in present day and if you've seen the growth or if you've been around or if I've spoken to you about my attempts at growing, for you to still treat me as if it was before, you know, um, that's definitely creating some tension, some issues between us. Because at a certain point, like, I want you to stop treating me like that. Like, I want you to stop, like, if I'm using us as an example, (laughs) although, whatever. Um, I don't want to, I guess I would say, like, if if you're treating me like I'm the same Ashley in undergrad, that's still, God, no, I don't even want to use me. You know what? I think, I I, I think, (laughs) sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I'm, look, here I go about to assume. (laughs) I would assume that there have been moments where you have interacted with friends and you felt some way about those interactions because they were dealing with you in a way that's not where you feel like you are. And mm-hmm. you have probably, and, and have had to have that, and have not had the conversation with them, but have had the conversation with Robin, right? Like that, like, uh, that hanging out, like, uh, that wasn't oh, yeah, there, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right? Definitely. And so yeah. at what point do you address, at what point do you not have that conversation with Robin and you have it with the person? What things do you choose to just let go because the 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 chance of it happening again are slim to none. Like, oh my God, like we were just talking about picking and choosing your battles, right? Like sometimes you can deal with a thing because you know that it's, because you've just decided that that's the thing that you're going to deal with. And some things are not. Yeah. And within friendships, there are some assumptions, some interactions that we have with each other that are appropriate and applicable uh, and haven't changed from day one to day 9,091, right? And then there are some things all right, we did that when we had no credits, right? Like that's how we were. That's how <laughs> we were operating when we were at sixty credits. Now we yes. are whole ass adults, and and I've even tried because in your mind you have tried to display someone who doesn't operate in that way anymore, and it's not registering to them, right? Like those mm-hmm. that and that assumption now starts to create tension, especially if it happens repeatedly over time. Right at a certain point, you get tired of having to leave those interactions and go home and talk to Robin. At a certain point, Robin may even get tired of hearing it. Right? Like, how do you know when to actually address mm, it true. versus not? Mm-hmm. How do you know? Like, is it is it once we start? Is, is it once you start questioning? Is it even my friend? Like, they're still dealing with me this way, and so now, like, at what point do you even? Yeah, at what point do you address it so that you don't start to have to internally have this internal conflict about your friendship overall when really it could just be, you know, I, it's it's a number of things that come into that. I'm sorry that I'm taking this out of the main question, but how do you decide? What do you advice do you give? How have you dealt with it? Um, when do you choose? What, how do you pick and choose your battle? Is it as easy as it seems, right? Like it, that article, right, what we were talking about earlier in the week or whatever, like some... 
and in our podcast i think it's episode three ending a friendship versus going apart make sure you go check it out but like sometimes those conversations feel harder with your friend than it does maybe with your spouse i don't really like that don't do that anymore so instead of you having the conversation you try to you try to do things and Find hope they get it, right? Like without yeah, actually yeah, having yeah. it. Find and that creates to, more uh, tension. It creates it. more tension. And sometimes yes. it's like, all right, you know if we say where to go eat at, you know McDonald's ain't on the list because oh. such and such don't want to go, <laughs> right? Like those are, so so if they pull into the parking lot of McDonald's. McDonald's is never on the list. You're questioning, you're questioning this relationship at this point. I'm joking about it, but you're questioning like, why are we here? Because you should already know that this ain't where I want to go. Sometimes I mean, it's lighter, I think sometimes it de- it's harder. I think it depends on the dynamics of the friendship. It definitely is. I feel like it is a harder conversation to have with your friends than in your relationship, right? Because we've talked about this before, how at the end of the day, you know, like you don't got to go home with your friends. Like you don't have to live with them. In some cases, some scenarios, like when it comes to like having a partner and discussing shit with your friends, like, you know, at the end of the day, you get to go home or whatever, and you're not sharing the space with them. So some things you allow to just kind of roll off versus addressing every time. Not always um, good. But, but always. I, right, that's definitely not always good. Uh, I think at the point where it needs to be addressed is when it, when you can feel the tension, you know, when, when it starts to build tension or if you get to the point where it's like, I don't even want to hang with them because they're going to bring up some shit from the past that I don't even want, like they still, you know, thinking that I'm still this person when I'm not that person anymore. I think to me, that would be the time to start really trying to decide how you're going to address it, how, what, what you want to say, you know, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Like I think, yeah, I'm trying to think, are there any, are, are there assumptions that are helpful? But that's, I think, is that easier said than done? Just cause you realize oh, it on always. Monday I doesn't think mean any, you address it on Tuesday. Right. Yes. And I think, I mean, yes, because I've been in those situations before where I felt like, you know, I feel like there has been some disrespect and, you know, where I want to address it, where I'm, you know, I'm upset and I'm, I'm ready to rah, rah, rah. But when it gets (laughs) down to it, it's, you know, it's harder because it's like you you start, ah, you basically start to do what you do in relationships, which is why we say all the time that friendships are relationships, but you start to rationalize. Did they mean it like that? Are they going to do it again? Do I give them the benefit of the doubt? You know, why did they say this? Or maybe they were drunk and da, 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 da. you know, you do all of that stuff, which makes it, um, again, which is because you love that person. You know, you love your friends and you just don't want there to be issues. So you decide like, is this something that I can just deal with this time and move on? And if it happens again, you know, it's kind of like that, that girl and that, I should, I shouldn't even say that girl. It's kind of like those relationships where, if so-and-so cheats again, like, that's it. I'm out. If they put their hands on me again, that's it. I'm out. And, Although when it happens you know, again, you start making well, when, decisions without that person about the friendship, right? Like, there's... Exactly. There's the way... I guess I hear you say that and I go, there's the way in which we handle it and there's the way in which we should handle it. And sometimes they are yeah. not the same. And so no. once, to me, the way we handle it, based like, the way we handle it is... When things start to go left, either internally, when you start to question it more than once, when you even like, but probably the way we should handle it is nip it in the bud from day one, right? Avoid an issue. It's, it's hard sometimes for people to gather, to think about being proactive. It's not an issue if you address it when it first happens, right? It's just you pointing out something versus it's an issue the fifth six time because now you've been wrestling with it internally and you're ready to come out guns blazing and they're looking mm-hmm. like and they're and this is the first time they're hearing it 
right? So to me, that that's how we handle it. And we create, right, we're more in control of our lives than we give ourselves credit for. Sometimes we create the tension in spaces where it doesn't need to be. And unbeknownst to our friend, now they're, now it's impacting not just our friendship, but themselves, right? And how they view, how we even communicate with each other, right? That's many different layers. It's how, it's many different things happen that potentially negatively impact a friendship based on how we handle it. And I guess I'm, I was formulating this answer as I was thinking about it. I really just had the question. It's maybe it's better to just say, hey, that bothered me. You know, whatever, however it is you communicate with that person, right? Like, I'm trying to act like we're at work, but like, hey, that bothered me. Please don't do that. Or, hey, I liked when you did that too, right? Like, I like when you, oh, that made me feel good that you told me that, right? Like, acknowledging, oh, I like when you say those things. Like, sometimes before it becomes an issue, just say it. But we're so quick to, like, try to brush things under the, sweep things under the rug. Yeah. And we're not cleaning out the rug, right? And so we're just keep constantly, constantly sweeping things under the rug, and it becomes a problem, and you trip and fall. And then now the relationship's over. And really, you could have, that relationship really is not one that should have ended. It didn't even need to be that you all grew apart. You started pushing yourself away from them. You know, anyway. So I was just wondering, like, when relationships... Well, maybe that friend needs to uh, check their assumptions and stop saying shit. No, I'm just... <laughs> but they don't no, know if you yeah, don't say it, over. right? It, but what... I think about think okay. about like if there are if you if 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 you and I's example whatever if you and I met, when you and I met if you and I in college were had a relationship where one picked on the other right for whatever reason funny or not that's just how it was it was more it was 70 30 one picked on the other 20 years 30 years 15 5 years later hell next semester if if the if that dynamic shifted and the person that was getting picked on no longer felt like it was funny. It no longer was serving them in a way in which it was before. They may have even been oblivious before to how it was impacting them, and now they're not, right? Mm-hmm. They don't, you don't necessarily say something, right? Like, you may try to brush it off. You may try to, uh, you may try to, it's like, how do you, I don't know. It's, I think no, I it's, hard for that per, it. it's hard for that person who's picking on you, wrong or not, to know that that's not what should happen anymore if you don't say it. Right, and so how much fault do they bear for I get it, still but acting that way? When you know way? somebody, but when you know somebody, can't you pick up on like body language? You, like maybe they're assuming, not saying anything. Assume, but, assuming. So that's another assumption. I'm well, the, no, assume. well, see, that's what that's why I was getting back to the question of like when do assumptions, what assumptions are appropriate and which ones create tension? When when do that? Like how do you? How is that person supposed to know? How much credit do you? Know. How much? How much do we rely on assumptions versus like? versus us needing to rely more on communication just because i've known you for 30 years doesn't mean that i should rely on those 30 years of assumption right like how much when i just because just because you and i have known each other for as long as we have how much of the percentage of that is assumption versus questions assumptions versus more communication right how many to me it's it's sometimes the balance is off not necessarily i'm not saying that's between you and i but between friends like sometimes the balance is off and oh i know i'm about to say i know i I don't know i I I like to think that we address i mean for the most part i don't think there have been too many times if i'm just using me and you i don't think there have been too many times that something has happened between us at least on my end that it hasn't been addressed but i think that speaks to the relationship that we have because i find it easier to talk to you if there if we have issues between us than some of my other friends that's a good thing. See you, my William. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
yeah. But I mean, yeah. But, but every, I think every friendship, the dynamic is different. So, you know, it just kind of is what it is. Oh, so then communication. So the level of communication that you have with someone can vary and still be considered a friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All relationships are different. Like, my friendship with you or my, yeah, my relationship with you is not the same as, like, my friendship with Amber, you know? Like, I mean, it could it, it could be very similar, but the things that, you know, you and I talk about or the things that I, you know, feel comfortable talking to you about, I may not feel comfortable talking to about with someone else, you know? So no, that's true. That's true. I, but I, we still, yeah, we're real, still friends. As I'm thinking it out, I'm like, I think, yes, I think for me, and I need to flesh this out, I reserve the right to change my mind, that there are certain things that make up a friendship and yeah. there are certain things within those things that are probably more universal than others for me. And I guess I'm now I'm not, not going to figure it out now, but trying to figure out is a certain level of communication that important to me across the board versus does it vary based on the person? I don't know. I'd like to lean towards it actually is important across the board. Just how we communicate may vary, may differ because no two people you know are the, the same. You know, the one thing that is common for me across the board with all my friendships that I don't discuss. What? What? Oh, <laughs> I know. Why did I know? Oh, <laughs> you know. Oh, I know you do. Look, that's the only thing. Don't, you know, I don't talk about that. But, yeah. So weird. Yeah, well, I think that's, that's, it's sort of veered off a little, but that's sort of where I've been. That was what I wanted to talk about as I was thinking about friendships and growth and even living, you know, friendships in the in the age of Rona and how they grow or not in this social distance mm-hmm. time, and you know, because it was funny too. You pointed out when we saw when, when we saw each other when we were Facetime the other day, and you said realized we hadn't actually seen each other in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Just That's why about I Facetimed you. Gotta oh. see your face. Oh, Gotta God. see your face. Gosh. You know, know side, side get... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me let you finish your perspective. <laughs> oh, no. I would have tried to get... Per- anyway, so the, the, this, that's why I was having those thoughts about friendships and always, always always, thinking about... Well, not always, but, you know, always wanting to think about how friendships can grow and improve and strengthen the foundation from which they build on and, and, and not just have a foundation, but always being able to build. So, hmm. Yeah. I mean, hey, friendships are relationships. You got to work on them, too. We say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so does that wrap up your perspective this yes. week? Yes. All right. Well, it's time for my perspective this week. So my perspective this week is coming from another Instagram post. And it's really short and sweet, but I just, I wanted to get your perspective on it, being that you and I used to be roommates. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I thought it was, it was a kiki for me. So I saw the post and there's a picture that goes along with it. But anyway, so the girl tweeted, she said, update on my horrible roommate. Me and my man chilling in the common area and boom, she comes out to chill too. Okay, cool. I look over and I, and then it stops. And so we see the picture. The roommate's face is blurred out, thank goodness. But the roommate is out there chilling in the common area with her panties on, okay? Like that she has on panties and a t-shirt, it looks like. And she has her legs thrown up like on the chair that she's sitting in. Mm -hmm. So really all you see is, her ass, you know, hanging, like, her cheeks or whatever, her in the panties, blah, blah, blah. So, it got me to thinking about roommate situations. And I chose that because the 
comments were back and forth. Like I, th I thought the comments were very interesting and I agree with a lot of them, you know, but I saw the ones out there like, well, you can't tell somebody what to wear. That's her place too. You can't tell her what to have mm -hmm. on. And then, you know, and the other side is, but can't you be respectful? Like, damn, she got her man. And like, you can't, like, you can't give them a little mm -hmm. property. You can't give them some respect. And so that line to me is very thin when, you have two people living together. They're both hopefully paying their portions of rent, bills, whatever the case may be. So technically, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do in my place because yep. I pay to live here. I pay to, you know, come out here with my titties out if I wanted to, you know, and, and keep it moving. <laughs> but is there a line when living with someone? You know, is is there a line that you can draw when you have company? So if you, you know, you and I living together... And I come out, you know, um, scantily clad while you have company. <laughs> <laughs> scantily clad. It's not that old. But <laughs> is that okay? You know, like, I think back to... So, I'm going to use... I'm going to also use another example. Girl, don't feel no type of way when you hear this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know you about to talk about I, I think back to when Amber and I were living together. And there was one time when... I can't remember. I, I know it was on a weekend. And Amber had said to me that some, one of her friends was about to come over. Some some guy was about to come over or whatever. And she said, well, you know, we can we need to get ourselves together. You know, you, you can go and take your bonnet off. And it kind of take my bonnet off. And so I said to her, why do I have to take my bonnet off for your company? <laughs> like, I don't need to look good for this nigga. First of all, I don't look, <clears throat> look good for no nigga because I'm not worried about them and they shouldn't be worried about me. But two, that's your company. Why do I have to be presentable for your company? As long as I'm dressed to me, you know, as long as I'm dressed, I can have my bonnet on chilling. Like, I don't care. I'm not fucking you, so I don't care if you see me in my bonnet. Like, that's, I mean, but that's me. So it just made me, it made me think back to that uh, situation with Amber and watching, I mean, and reading that post. And it just made me wonder, like, it, who who would you say or who would you side with in that situation? Are you siding with the roommate who feels some type of way because her roommate is out there with her drawers on and legs up in the air? Or are you like more so on the side with the roommate with the drawers that this is my crib and I can be comfortable however I want to be in any room that I want to be as long as I'm not in your room? Go. <laughs> I wish we knew if she had actually said something to her roommate or not, or if she just took the picture and posted it and allowed you know social media the to, world to, yeah to discuss it i was yeah i ain't like that because i think it goes back to what we've been talking about you know during this podcast uh picking and choosing your battles communication versus assumptions mm -hmm. and is this the kind of roommate that she's friends with who like her girl should know that that ain't how they operate or is this the type of roommate that she just assumes would have the understanding that that's disrespectful because it's disrespectful to her. I tend to side, I don't know, I can see, I can see both ways because as someone who has a roommate, I remember there being a time where my roommate's, you know, girl was over. And I, in my, and, and me personally, no matter what day of the week it is, when I'm just chilling at home, I'm probably in a wife beater and, and boxers, right? Like, walk around no matter what. And I remember having a moment where I went back and forth on if that was appropriate or not when I decided to go to the bathroom, right? And I would have to walk past them because they're out in the open. 
And I went okay. back and forth on that, Ashley. I did. On one hand, I was like, yo, I live here. What? I'm not about to change what I do just to appease someone. Like, now I got to put on, now it takes all this extra time just to get clothed. And now I got to be uncomfortable in the space where I should be comfortable. So on one hand, like, the roommate was doing what she was doing. On the other hand, and not applicable to my situation, because I'm sticking with that. That's what I ended up siding on. On the other hand, this post like, she wasn't just going to the kitchen. She wasn't just walking by. She was coming out and chilling and hanging out, which means she was joining the party. And so I don't, I don't know. Is that what you're comfortable in? Like, do I, do I, do you get to tell, do you get to tell your roommate how to be in their own place? Right. I don't know. I'm talking this out. Sorry. I don't, I don't know. I don't think you do. I don't think that's something Unless that... it's important to you, right? So I, I probably, and I'm going to be quiet, is like, unless it's like the thing, right? Picking and choosing your battles. If that's the thing you want to pick. Then I don't. I also don't see a problem then with you going, addressing her, approaching her, and saying, "Hey, this made me uncomfortable." Yeah. Can you? Because now you've put it out there, and all you can do is act according to how they respond from that moment. Right. Oh, I think you know what, and this kind of ties in too with your you're making assumptions with your friends, like you know, because she could kind of she can assume that the girl knows better I guess I don't like to say knows better but assume that she would know like not to wear your drawers in front of my man you know type of thing mm-hmm. but the other girl could assume that you know you comfortable with me being like this and you secure enough in your relationship that it don't matter if I come out <laughs> in some drawers um yeah man any other day of the week you see me out here <laughs> right any other day I wear my bonnet every day <laughs> I wear my <laughs> bonnet every day no. did you end up taking off um, your bonnet Probably not. Um, I can't remember. I don't think I did. Because I remember being very like clear on why do I have to take my bonnet off when this is not my company? I don't care how this nigga see me. I'm pretty sure I kept my bonnet on because I ain't care. And maybe I took it off when I was ready to take it off, but not because company was coming. Because again, it's not my company and I don't, you know. Yeah. What but I would have never been. Oh, you, you're excited. Oh, when I read the post? Yeah. I, I mean, so I just feel like that's a very slippery slope because. Again, you you paying when you paying your bills, your have to be there. You can pretty much be however you want to be. Now, I'll say if I was the roommate in the draws, I don't necessarily know if I want somebody else's man to see me in my panties. You know what I mean? Like that to me, that's a that's something for somebody that I'm entertaining. Not I don't you know like if it was just my roommate that was out there, then I don't care. But for her man to come over, I don't know if I want him to see me like that you know what i mean like there i remember you know when living with amber or you or whoever like if if you had company i'm not gonna come out and so i don't even like to be without my bra when there's other people's around you know (laughs) but i know the first thing i do when i come home is take my bra off but i know if we're gonna have company i'm gonna keep the girls locked up because i don't want them you know i just don't want people to see me like that yeah, and that's, you, know, you know, but just because so. you look at just because she sees her boyfriend as sexual and she looks at him in a sexual way doesn't mean that the roommate does. The girl does. And right. So right. Just as she comes out like that when the homies are over. Yeah. And doesn't look at them sexually to her. You know, she views your boyfriend in the same way. You just don't. So, right. so, so it's always, see that right. it's addressing your comfort level what you're comfortable with and how much is your roommate responsible for your comfort level in spaces where you share you all do share some responsibility right like when we lived together yeah. there were certain things that that we needed to be considerate of each other yeah. where we needed to be considerate of each other sorry i was trying to say did that sound did it sound right anyway 
And some of those yeah, things to, have yeah, to be discussed. Yeah, we need to be considerate of your roommate. Some, yeah. and, and a lot of those things, really, like, to me, that's probably one of the things where, I mean, I guess now, like, it's like all the things probably should be discussed when you decide to live with someone because you need, that's, home is where the heart is. Yeah. And there were definitely people in those comments, like, calling the girl, the girl who took the picture, um, the one with the boyfriend, calling her insecure, you know, about the roommate. And I'm like, damn, like, people... See, I, I don't know if I would have put it on social media but because people can be so brutal. I don't necessarily know if the girl is insecure, but that could play to her, you know, that could play to an insecurity. Like another man, I mean, another female around and they panties while my man is around. That's not okay for everybody. So like you said, I, I just think it's things that should be talked about, addressed, you know. So going forward, we both on the same page and won't have to deal with this. So, but if the roommates say, bitch, I pay my half, I'm going to walk around here however I want. What do you, you do? You got to respect it. What sis. do you sound, do if that's what she says? It sounds like you need to live by yourself. If you, if you, if you don't want your roommate walking around in their drawers with their, you know, with, with your man there, either you need to go to his crib or you might have to get your own places or just a, another roommate that's on the same, you know, yeah. vibe as you, you know, because finance, finances roo- may be a real thing, right? For some fin- right. Exactly. Cause I'm I look, maybe I'm thinking maybe college age with this type of situation, but, um, yeah, man, like you, I mean, you just gonna have to, mm, you know, just gonna have to figure it out just quickly. That makes me think your topic. If you, if you step outside of the post, the question is how much, how much influence does your roommate's, boyfriend or girlfriend have on your living situation mm. how much should they have on your living situation how much consideration should you give to your roommate's boyfriend or girlfriend and Ooh. and you know how much like was it appropriate for her because the other thing i thought about when you were talking was was she even supposed to go out there and, and sit with them oh right right like when i'm hanging out with my boyfriend or girlfriend is it appropriate for my roommate to come out and hang out with us but it's also her place, but we're also spending say, time together. But we're also spending time together. At what point does it like you know, like how much consideration does are you supposed to give to your roommate's yeah. relationship? Yeah, man. I get that too. Mm-hmm. Good topics. But yeah, so <laughs> that's my perspective this week. Okay, okay. Just a short, sweet and fun. I thought it was fun and I'm you know, it was fun to talk about too. And <laughs> Oh, I'm in my own mind. I'm in my own head over here. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up our perspectives this week. Aaron, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to... I'm trying to figure out... I think I've said this before. I'm trying to find a safe way to go out of town to get away, uh, you know, from this new normal. And so I'm looking forward to, like, that's... It's coming together. It's coming together nicely. So I'm looking forward to executing that. What about you? I am looking forward to date day with Robin. We're going to go out, hang out, do some shopping, um, and just spend some time together. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about this other little date that we have planned where we're going to cook one night because I am really excited about the meal that we decided to uh, cook together. Mm -hmm. And it's really because we've been watching guys' grocery games. So um, when we watch that, it it gives us ideas of things that we want to cook. So we decided that would be a really good idea for date night. Um, It's just to cook an extravagant meal together. So... Yeah, you know, just trying to do little things to keep us busy, like you said, in this new norm. And the last thing I'm looking forward to is the Lakers ending this f- finals Sunday night. In that shit. Because Friday was some bullshit. In that shit, okay? That should have been my under my skin, but I ain't think about it until later. <laughs> anyway, 
But that's what I'm looking forward to. And any reflections? I don't... Do I have any reflections? I've really been knee-deep in girlfriends. And... Yes. I feel like any reflections is going to end up making me want to talk. Let's see here. Well, while you thinking, I'll just do my reflection okay. real quick. Um, really, my only reflection is, since I just thought about it, I should have made the Lakers losing Friday night under my skin because I thought that was some bullshit. I... <laughs> I'm a firm believer. I'm, you know, I know sometimes I can be a conspiracy theorist, but I think they threw that game because Markeith, what's his name? Markeith, Markeith, whatever, Morris, Morris, nigga, who throws the ball out of bounds with 4.8 seconds left or however many seconds was left on that clock when you had people right there by you that you could have gave that ball to or you could have tried to take the shot yourself, okay? And and what else was it? There was something else. Oh, Danny Green. Wide open. How you missed that three. Danny Green, I have seen you make threes that have made me hate you because you have won series for folks. And you going to miss all them shots? That should have been my under my skin. And that's my reflection. Any reflection for you? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you reflected Sorry. for the both of us. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's show. We so appreciate you guys for hanging in there with us. Trust and believe we will be back next week with a mini so and more girlfriend talk. And we can't wait to hear your thoughts, opinions, views, comments. Let us know. Watch girlfriends. Can... Get on girlfriends. Make Watch sure girlfriends. Yes. Watch girlfriends with us so we can really discuss. Make sure y'all let us know when y'all do. And when you do, you can find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective no e at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely thank you and appreciate the support that you all give us. And it's because you tell five people who tell five people who then end up listening and they end up responding to our questions and our five questions. They have thoughts about our thoughts and they have their own thoughts. And then they end up telling five people at the end of it as well who tell five people. So thank you. Thank you guys so much. We hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. A Bye. Long ass show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn.